0: following audio is a recording from Holy Cross Church in Tucson, Arizona. We cram in here in this room and we say, what is it, can we, can we have it feel like Christmas? And so that's why we're here to reflect, to look at what God has already done, what he's continuing to do in our lives and in our world. We wanted to think about that and, and be a part of that. And so I know Like you, I have memories about Christmas, about all the Christmases that I have had. Some good memories, some great memories, some sad memories, and maybe you have the same. And I remember one particular Christmas, I was probably six or seven years old, and like any good six or seven year old boy on Christmas Eve, I went investigating, investigating where the presents were. And in our house, we had this shed in the backyard, and it was a big shed and in that shed we had this workbench and I go into the shed and immediately my eyes my eyes are drawn to this workbench and on top of that workbench I see this little dog house and the truss of the doghouse is is bright blue and the walls are red and then there's this perfect little arch for the opening but this wasn't a a doghouse for a real dog I knew right away it was maybe just 12 to 16 inches high it was a doghouse for a stuffed animal dog, pound puppies. Mm-hmm. Guys, if uh, you've probably had some if you're my age. Um, pound puppies. And I loved pound puppies. These were, these were my thing. These were, this was my gift. And I saw this house. And I saw this doghouse. And you know what went, went through my mind right away? I hope that's for me. I hope that's for me. And all night, it kept me awake, thinking about this doghouse. I hope that it's for me. I could tell that it was handmade. I could tell it was hand-painted. I could tell it was made out of wood with, with a lot of care. And then I couldn't sleep that night, and I woke up in the morning, and all that was on my mind was going to the tree and hoping that it was there for me. And when I came down the stairs, ran down the banister, and turned the corner, My eyes were drawn right to the tree, and I saw there the doghouse. And I knew it was for me. And inside that doghouse was a brown dog, a stuffed dog. His name is Chocolate. I still have him. In fact, I've got a box of these things, and and Janaeus tried to burn them, throw them away, donate them, but they're still with me. I get one box of personal items. And all of my, my pound puppies are in there. Now, because because of Christmas, we know that God is for us. And maybe this question has crossed your mind in your life, maybe it's crossing your mind right now. You think, you know, I know that God is great and I, I've heard the gospel and God is good and He's come to this world and He is for us, but is God for me? Is God for me? Is it true that God is 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 for me? And we can only but just look at him and and see his kindness and his love and his grace, and we just wonder, and we say, is that for me? Is that story of forgiveness and love and generosity and kindness and salvation, is that for me? And Christmas tells us that yes, Christ is for you. Christ is for us. Christ is for me. Without Christmas, without this incarnation, without the birth, without God coming down to us, we, we would always... Be asking that question. How can we know for sure that God is for me? Mm -hmm. That that blessing is something that I can grab onto, that I can hold, that I can be blessed by. Mary even was confused by this. She asked this question probably. We learned in our passage, the angel came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And Mary was confused. The Lord is with me? Why would the Lord come to me? Why didn't the Lord go to the king, King Herod? Why didn't the Lord go to the priest? Why didn't he go to the city? Why didn't he go to an older, wiser woman who had her life in order? Why is the Lord for me? Why has he come to me? But the angel wanted her to know that God is for you. The littlest, the youngest, she's maybe 13 to 16 years old. And God says, the angel says, God is for you. Mary was confused, and this is a lesson that she needed to learn. That you didn't earn this, that you didn't deserve this, that there's nothing that you have done that has made God come to you. That God would be blessed by coming to you because something that you might offer Mary, but you're favored by God. His kindness and His grace is for you, and it's for all of us. You don't need to be afraid that when God comes to you, that he might come to you in anger. But he's coming to you with grace. He's coming to you with truth. He's coming to you with kindness, Mary. So yes, God is for you and he is good. When the angel came to the shepherds in the fields, he says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And what was this good news of great joy that will be for all people? For unto you... For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Born to you. What do we mean by that? Born to shepherds? The good news that shepherds can now know God. That's not what they meant. That you, that word is plural. This this is good news that God is for us. That this universal gospel goes out. It goes out, it's proclaimed to all of us, and yet not all of us receive it and know it. But, But God is for us. And not only is he for us, God teaches us through his passage and through Christmas that we ought to long for him, that we are to long for him in our life. We are to long for him to be manifested each and every day. Christmas is, is unique in so many reasons, but one of the reasons that I find most unique about Christmas is that it has a Christmas Eve, it has a holiday to celebrate the holiday the day after. It's a holiday even in itself. Yesterday in conversations at church, I even heard people say, Happy Christmas Eve. And and they would say things, they'd be talking about, Today's the day before Christmas Eve. Today's the day before the day before the actual holiday. And we're excited about that. There's no Valentine's Day Eve. There's no Columbus Day Eve, and there's certainly no Groundhog's Day Eve. Who wakes up on February 1st and say, do you know what today is? It's Groundhog's Day Eve. But Christmas is unique because there is this longing, there's this built-in welling up of expectation that even two days before we would wake up and say, today's the day before the day before Christmas. And then Christmas Eve we would wake up and say, today is the day before Christmas. And then Christmas morning we would wake up and say, today is Christmas that there is this longing and a welling up within our hearts. And Christmas teaches us that there should be this longing and welling up in our hearts for Christ, for His coming, for His presence in our life each and every day. Christ has come for you, and and we are meant to long for Him. It's what we were created for. You and I were created To know Christ and to long for him. And so he came to us and said, I am for you. And he built within our being this desire to know and to long and to wait and to expect. And to get excited for him coming into our life. And yet it's very hard for us to expect things and and be people who long for things. We We want to get it done. We want it to be here. But Christmas time, we're reminded that longing for something can be something peaceful and joyful and sweet and, and ministering and devotional to our spirits. Do you long for Jesus? Are you at a place today where you think that you are longing for Christ in your life, that you say, all I want is to long for Him more, that, I, that wherever I am right now, I want more of Him? I want to know him more. I want him to be manifested more in my life. I want more of Christ. I want my life to be identified as one who longs for Jesus. Is that you? Christmas teaches us that that can be us. And that God desires for that to be us. And we could look at Mary at this great example of what does it mean then to long for Jesus She hears the word of God. She says, "I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word." Mary is literally saying in this sentence. She's literally saying, "Let you happen to me. Let my life be impacted by your life, daily, ongoing." She says, "I know who I am, and now what I know what you've told me, and I know what I'm created for. Therefore." I give myself over to God's word and his plan for me, and I will live with expectancy, with longing, with awaiting for you to play it out in my life, awaiting for you to be impacted in my life and all of my dealings. Our longing for for Christ conquers our bindings and our burdens of our past. There are many things that keep us from moving to Christ and pursuing Christ and longing for Christ guilt from our past sins, shame from our current weaknesses countless other priorities that kind of crowd into our life and keep us from longing after Jesus. And if Christmas teaches us anything, it teaches us that nothing is impossible with God. The angel tells us to Mary. Mary, things are happening right now. God is, has come to you and, and has shown favor to you and has given you his grace, grace and his truth. And, and the impossible is happening, Mary. Your, your cousin who has been unable to be pregnant and she's old beyond bearing childbearing age she is now pregnant six months pregnant in fact and Mary you are a virgin and yet you will become pregnant and God will come to you and you will long for him Christmas is about miracles you guys met Kyle he plays the music up here and and he's got a funny thing that he does every time something good happens to him like if he gets a string of green lights he says it's a Christmas miracle It's good, it's good to think like that. This is a Christmas miracle. Miracles happen on Christmas. Christmas in itself is a miracle. And Gabriel tells us about these miracles. God became a human. The Bible says that, that the word was with God and he made his dwelling with us. He dwelt among us. You know what that word means? That word means literally, it means to camp out with us, to pitch up his tent with us. You know, if someone came to my neighborhood and wanted to live in my neighborhood and built a house in my neighborhood and then put a big wall around his house, he would be communicating to us, I don't want to be a part of your life. I want privacy. Yet if somebody came to my neighborhood and pitched a tent in my backyard, they're saying, I want to hang out with you. I want to, I want to share a sleeping bag. I want to share a toothbrush. I want to... I, we're, we're sharing pajamas. I mean, we are going to spend tons of time together. And God says to us that Jesus has come and He has made His dwelling among us because He wants to be with us. He wants us to be familiar with Him. He wants to be in our dealings every single day. He wants this personal relationship with us. He wants us to long after Him and He wants to be present with us, not far off and not distant. That's a miracle that God became a human. It's a miracle that a virgin became pregnant. I don't know any pregnant virgins. So this is a miracle. But yet maybe the biggest miracle of all, as we see in this passage and in the Christmas story, is that the greatest miracle is that Mary would believe all of this. That this word that would come to her, she would actually believe. That any of us, the real miracle is that any of us could look at this story as profound as it is, is, and put our whole hope in it and our trust in it and rest our whole life in it. That's a miracle in itself. For any of us to believe what God says is a miracle. The real Christmas miracle is that we would believe that in believing we can know God and in knowing God we can find forgiveness and in finding forgiveness we would have joy. That's the miracle. Christ is for you. Christ is for us, and he's come for you. And we have to do something with that. We have to reflect on that and and meditate on that, that Christ has come for us and to us. He's been born. He lived a perfect life. He He died the sinner's death that we deserved. He rose from the dead, and he lives today. And he's coming back again one day. And this life we have been given so that we can long for Him and expect Him to work in our life and be present in our life and forgive us and to be our friend and to love us and to give us something we can never get on our own. God does not want to simply supply our heads with knowledge of who He is. He wants us to receive His truth and grace. The angel came to Mary and did not want to just tell her information he wanted her to understand that this was for her that she would understand the grace that's been given to her understand the truth of what's going on and that she would long for it to happen so that she could say let it happen to me God let you impact me and I'm waiting that's who I am that's what I'm created for He does it so that our sins would be forgiven, to take away our guilt, to make our consciences clean, to give us strength for every day, to fill us with hope and joy and peace and his love. And we cannot receive those things unless we know that Christ is for us. And we cannot receive those things unless we long after Jesus with all of our life. We're created to know him. We're created to believe in him. We're created to long for him. Our lives ought to sing this song that we sung and, and that we watched in that video. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Look in your bulletin at these words, and I want to, to reflect on this. To long for Jesus is to sing these, these words from our heart. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth, thou art dear desire of every nation joy of every longing heart born thy people to deliver born a child and yet a king born to reign in us forever now thy gracious kingdom bring by thine own eternal spirit rule in our hearts alone by thine own sufficient merit raise us to thy glorious throne do you long for jesus Do you sing those words? Do you know what they mean? Do you believe and trust in them? Wherever you are, whoever you are, Christian, non-Christian, recovering Christian, skeptical, wherever you are, you can long for Christ. You can know Him. He has come to be known. And you can say, as Mary says, Lord, I believe in You. I belong to You. My life belongs to You. Let my life be found in You. Let's let that be our confession this Christmas and every day going forward. Jesus, let my life be found in you. Let's pray. For more audio and information, please visit HolyCrossTucson.com.